Hi guys, hey. welcome to episode 3 of Nyasha Musa Grace. This is Nana speaking. And I'm Nyasha. And so today we are going to talk about some salon tales. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically about our hair speaking mm-hmm. and the impact of braids. Now, I've been to a hair salon very few times. Mm-hmm. My braiders braid from their homes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a conversation a bit about this too. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> No judgment. <laughs> recently cut my hair. As you heard in the last episode. But the reason I cut my hair was because my hairline mm-hmm. was receding. It mm. was just... It, it was, was matching out of your life. Oh my goodness. At a very determined pace. It was looking really bad. And I had to stop and track back and think about what I had done to cause it. And there were a few things. The... So, <laughs> last year, I went to a wedding. I looked very nice, you know. But I needed to have a certain look. My hair, Your nana the, self. My nana <laughs> self. I needed to have a specific look for my hair. So it needed to be braided back in the cane rows. You know, the really nice ones that get, re- they start off really small, but get really big. The Ghana braids. The Ghana braids. It's wrapped up in a bun, has all the little gold little trinkets. It was just looking on point. It was looking really good. However, my stylist had specifically told me when I was braiding my hair, make sure you braid your hair when it's damp. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. Mm-hmm. Do not realize that actually it's it's not healthy to blow dry the hair out first and then braid it. But I wanted the hairstyle to be done. My braider didn't know how to do it without having to blow dry out my hair, so my hair had to be blow dried. That on its own may have not been so bad. I think my hair would have survived that, if not for the fact that a few months before I had gone to Ghana for the first time. Mm-hmm. And of course, you go to Ghana. What do you do? Of course, you braid your hair. Yeah, you come braids. back with the braids. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what they were doing. They did braid my hair when it was damp, so that was fine. I didn't have to blow dry it. But there was a kind of thing they did at the front, which is like a bit of a new style at the moment. And it's it's it almost looked like a, the a zip, zip braid. The zip braid to start mm-hmm. off, and then a normal braid to finish it. Mm-hmm. That zip braid, guys. My hair was not happy. Mm-hmm. So a combination of that, mm-hmm. that was in February, and then June with the Ghana braids, mm-hmm. and then the stress of everything that happened between then and May this year, my edges decided to leave me. Mm-hmm. Now, for the first time in a long time, I have baby hairs. They're growing. They're getting there. Mm-hmm. But my poor choices in terms of braiding meant that I had to cut my hair. It mm. meant that it damaged my hair to the point where I had to cut it to regain my edges. Now, I can imagine you have so much more stories to tell us <laughs> about I think they sitting do. in the chair of a braider. I think they do. I think they have loads of tales <laughs> to tell us. Um, maybe their, their stories sound like how they were walking home and their eyes looked different because <laughs> you know their faces had been given a facelift literally by the braider because the braids were so tight guys you know mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. and then the air touches Ooh. and it's, it's always just as you come out of the salon and it's extra cold at that particular you moment step out into the freshness <laughs> and your hair touches the pillow at night and it's like oh you can't sleep exactly that's if you can touch a pillow that's if you can touch the pillow i see memes and jokes about this on social media right. where people are like oh when a black girl's head head yes. to head on and it's like we shouldn't be laughing about this mm. it's more serious i think than we actually because i think we've gotten to a point where we just accept it we say it is what it is. It's just how it is. And we and don't... that's why we're here. Yeah. Because that's not acceptable. Mm. 
So the braiders have a responsibility and the client has a responsibility. Right. So it's interesting. Some of the things you said, actually, I'm just going to call you out. <laughs> Go but for it. I'm ready. Love. It's calling out in love. <laughs> so you seem to be able to retrace your steps. Yes. And understand that it was your choices that yeah. led to what was happening to your hair. Definitely. How, how did you get to that point? Again, I think it's the fact that I had my stylist. Um, mm. So I, I'm always talking to Afrotility, mm-hmm. a consulting company um, that really deals with natural hair. Mm-hmm. It deals with curly hair. It styles the hair for one, but it also trains you to love your hair, mm-hmm. enjoy your hair, and to develop healthy hair. Right. Um, so through the conversations I've had throughout the years, mm-hmm. I know enough to know what my hair will benefit from and what my hair will not benefit from. Right. So I, I wanted you to say that just yeah. so that people out there recognize that. Yes. You should be able to see the effects of the style choices you're making. Yes. Because if you can't tell whether your hair liked the hairstyle you had mm. or whether your hair didn't like it, mm-hmm. this is where people wind up coming to, in my other life, I'm a trichologist, <laughs> in my other life. Um, say that again, but say it loud up because okay, that's um, huge. In my other life, yeah, in my other life, I'm a trichologist. So I am a trained natural hair care practitioner. And I've also studied trichology. Right. And I'm still studying trichology because I still have a lot of questions. Right. And so you see that styling mm-hmm. affects hair. Right. Regardless of what kind of styling it is, it affects hair. And hair loss is either genetic, mm-hmm. it's caused by autoimmune responses within the body. Okay. But a lot of hair loss that I deal with at work is caused by humans. Right. It's avoidable mm-hmm. hair loss. So I think everybody talks and talks and talks about traction alopecia. It's a yes, big thing. It is a big thing right now. But beyond traction alopecia, there's different types mm-hmm. of alopecia. There's over there's over sixty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sixty is a conservative estimate of how many alopecias there are. Okay. There's certain numbers I avoid saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because I don't like how I sound when I say that. <laughs> but that's just me being petty. But th- there's loads of different types of alopecia. Yeah. There is cicatricial alopecia. Right. There is a trauma alopecia. Mm-hmm. That's different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But a hairdresser's don't always understand what's happening. And we're not talking about hairdressers today because a hairdresser, for you to be a hairdresser, you've done some sort of certification. We're going to talk about braiders for a minute. Yes. Not everybody who braids has been to school to learn how to braid. They don't understand the effects of braiding, which is why I wanted you to say what you said because first and foremost, you knew. Yes. You knew going into the Ghana braids that is not a style that belongs to you. Yes. (laughs) I knew it. This is happening all too much. Like, I've seen people walking around the street with hairstyles that do not belong to them. Yes. I'm like, girl, yep. that hairstyle and you are not friends. <laughs> but we kind of, we want to look good. You got to know that there's some things that are not, not everything is for everyone. Yeah. And this is why, you know, the next point, salon tales. Again, how many salons? We spoke about this in a previous episode. Yes. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, guys. Go back and listen to it because behavior in salons is 
unacceptable. Yes. You've got four or five people when you got your hair braided in Ghana. How many people were braiding your hair? Three. I think right. it was three. Yeah. And they were each braiding. Yes. A section of your head. Yes. And, uh, expediency, but at what cost? Yeah. At what cost? At the cost of your hair. Yeah. It's cheap. You're like, oh, but it's cheap. Uh-huh. It's cheap until you got to pay somebody you either have to wind up going to see a trichologist you either wind up having to go and see a dermatologist because you now need to deal with your hair damage yeah you now need to deal with your hair loss then you're going to the gp and you're telling the gp oh my hair is falling out and this and that's happening and because your gp is probably not going to be black yeah he doesn't stop to think hang on a minute what have you been doing to your hair right 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 so the GP now, people are like, oh, but the GP did this, that, and the other. And you're looking, they're like, my hair's falling. This is that. You're like, no, but, but you caused that. Yeah. You and your stylist are causing this because you're not having conversations about what styles you want. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to talk about Beyonce's lemonade braids. <laughs> that were, No, let's, let's for a minute because another story. <laughs> my cousin recently went to get who shall remain who shall remain because i have many you know yourself she (laughs) she love her we love her though we do love her she went to get the beyonce braids and not quite the lemonade braids. the lemonade braids you know the Mm -hmm. ones where she's kind of hanging out of the car and then just they're they're braided at an angle they are um so yeah she got that style done it was a little bit shorter and it was thicker Right, so that was her sort of interpretation which is good she was inspired she was it looked good but she messaged me after she'd done it. Nana, my my head is hurting. They're too tight. The first thing I said to her was, did you not realize they were too tight when you were sitting mm-hmm. in the braider's chair? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're very scared. We're too polite. Too polite to tell our braiders that's too tight. You need to loosen that up. We're too... We're too polite to be specific in what we want with everything. How many of us send food back at a restaurant? Because... It's not to our liking. I don't. Oh. I'm too scared they're going to spit in my food. I do. I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's okay. Um, can you can you, <laughs> can you, you cook this a little bit more, please? I, I do it all the I time. I just avoid ordering <laughs> things that need to be sent back. <laughs> like, what do you cook the most? I'm going to have that because I'm paranoid. Oh. I'm just like scared that they're going to spit in my food. So I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. But I would be a little bit intimidated to tell a braider, I need you to do that a little bit, Lisa. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Now, here's a question for yes. you. If the person doing your hair was white Ooh. or Asian, would you? I probably would. I probably would. Let's explore that for a minute. Yeah, that is very interesting. Why? Why then do we feel that we can't speak to our black stylists? Okay, my experience of it, mm. so it would be brilliant if the listeners have had Tell a different us, experience yeah, because it would be to nice know. to hear your experience of it and what would you do in that situation. My experience of it is I think it goes back to our culture and how we're raised. Right. We are raised to be respectful. Yes. We are raised to be polite. Right. And again, previous episode, we mentioned that sometimes it's the people nearest and dearest to you that do the most harm with the things they say. Say, mm -hmm. So we're all raised a certain way. We're raised to be polite. We're raised to 
to suffer. Yes. <laughs> we like to suffer. We like a struggle story. <laughs> but that we need to change that that yes. that narrative because it's not right. Whereas if you knew that the person doing your hair was a different skin color, mm-hmm. already in your mind what happens psychologically is this person doesn't understand. Right. So there is this element of trust mm-hmm. that goes into thinking, well, they know what they're doing. Yes. So it it maybe this is the only way it can be done. Right. And a lot of us, our own experiences at home Mm -hmm. have involved pain, Mm -hmm. pain that we laugh about today and we talk about it and people are like, oh, remember the comb hitting you on the head and this and that. That's not right. Yeah. That that isn't right. If I'm just going to go there and say, that's not right. So if you are that parent, can you please not do that too Mm. often? Notice I didn't say don't do it. Um, Because some kids need a hit on the the head every now and again with a comb. Like, hold your head still. (laughs) I've got the patience because I deal with grown-ups who are constantly turning their heads sometimes. So it's like, whatever. Like, just keep pushing your head here because of what I'm doing. So I think an element of it is that. Okay. And I also think the other element is that we just have not got people who are trained. Yeah. A lot of braiders braiding are not trained. Yeah. They know how to braid. Yes. And I am it's it's not shade at all. They're fantastic. They're brilliant. They're good. They're they're artists. Yes. They they create amazing work. But you know, not every painter or artist that has made it in life is trained. Yeah. However I think when you do something, you have a responsibility to try and understand what you're doing, especially when you start to charge money for Mm. it. You need to learn and invest in yourself. And this is where I think in the defense of braiders, I'm going to call out the clients for a little bit. Right. Because people have expectations of curly hair. Yes, afro hair (laughs) is curly hair. They have expectations of curly hair that are unreasonable. Yeah. We expect things of our hair that are unreasonable. This is why braiders wind up relaxing hair. Okay. This is why they wind up blow-drying hair. hair. This is why they wind up taking the easy route out. Because first and foremost, to braid Afro hair safely. Right is an investment of time. For it to be done safely without heat, without blow drying, on the day you come freshly washed, damp hair, braid it, you're looking at at least six hours to do it without pain. Yeah. I know because my clients, like I'm very big on that. I have yet to have a client tell me that I hurt them. Mm. Okay, there's moments where because they've got a tender scalp or something, certain bits might hurt, but it's not because of my work. Mm. Because I am that child that had a full head of hair. I am that child that was more hair than child. (laughs) And I am that child that had my hair combed. Mm. And depending on who was combing my mom, my mom also has long hair. But hers is a slightly different texture because of her genetics. And so she was gentle with my hair. And so she always made sure that for the majority of my life, she did my hair. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. She, she didn't let other people touch my hair um but there were occasions i can remember before i was going to school right and other cousins older aunts were around the house and they were doing my hair i remember those experiences i remember the experiences of certain people having Mm -hmm. access to my hair and things falling apart (laughs) (laughs) and then i remember 
being taken somewhere by my cousin, my, well, she, my big sister. I love her to bits. Totally rate her. She was my mom's niece. Yes. And um, she was raised by my mom and her sisters because her mom died when right. she was quite young in childbirth. Right. And so she was significantly older than us. Because obviously she was my mom's yes. older sister's yep. daughter and she was significantly older than my mom. Right. So she was working. She was lit. She was like the queen of slayage <laughs> when I was little. Her best life. You know? <laughs> so she would take us to the hair salon. Yes. And she would do things like she'd go and get our hair done in certain ways. Like she would override my mom. <laughs> Which we talked about in the last episode, which we are not condoning. We're not condoning, exactly. It's like, but I loved her for doing that because it's like, you know, when when people were like getting relaxers and stuff and my mom was anti-relaxers, my dad's anti-relaxers, so they would never have relaxed our hair. Right. But my cousin would take us to the shop and we would get the press and curl, honey. Okay. those pressing combs, (laughs) the pressing comb burns, that's a whole different conversation. But she would take us there and I remember one of the experiences that I had, I came back from there and I wound up having a big chop that right. was uh, unplanned. I was quite young, okay. but my hair had to be cut. I think I was about nine or ten and my hair had to be cut because I developed sores. Like I broke out Ooh. in something on my head because we'd been taken to this salon and all sorts of things had happened. Wow. And now years later, I realized that, well, I'm not saying they were dirty, yeah. but cross-contamination is something that right. happens a lot in salons. How does cross-contamination happen? Because I don't think a lot of us know this. Right. So, combs. Right. Combs. If I drop a comb onto the floor, I cannot pick up that comb Mm. and use it on your head. Mm. It needs washing. It's it's falling onto the floor. It needs disinfecting. You just, combs have to be disinfected. They Mm -hmm. have to be washed. You have to disinfect. If you're working in a salon environment, if you're working even as a mobile technician of all sorts, Makeup artists, yeah. whatever it is that you do, pedicures, manicure, whatever it is you do in the beauty industry, cross-contamination is something that you do not want to be a part of your style, your, of your practices. Yeah. It's, it's unprofessional. Yeah. So you drop a comb, get a new comb out. Right. Right? And don't go from one client to the next client with, with the, the I've seen this happen. I've seen it happen. Right. You touch one client's head and then you just go to the next one's head and mm-hmm. there's been no washing of hands in between clients. Mm-hmm. The oils on this client are not the oils on that client. The oils on your head, all these chemical processes that are happening are very minute. Right. But they add, because if you've got something on your scalp mm-hmm. that is contagious, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring it to the next scalp, even if it's just to check. Yeah. You know, just to say, oh, what is it you want me to do? Let me have a quick look. I've transferred stuff mm-hmm. onto that. So that's not a good issue. That's, yeah. that's not a, a thing thing to do. That's not good at all. And and the same as barbers. Right. Barbers should be disinfecting between clients. Mm-hmm. And I think stylists need to be talking to their clients, which I think a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. It's it's the braiders. Right. It's the braiders that we need to respect a little bit more. Yeah. Pay a little bit more. Yeah. The reason they're blow drying your hair is because if it's gonna take me six hours to do your hair without hurting you yeah. and without giving you a headache, I need to be paid fairly. Yeah. You can't just expect it to be like twenty quid. Right. Like you went to the hair shop and spent thirty pounds on buying extensions. Mm-hmm. An echelon. Yeah. <laughs> eh? Toy 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 cologne fibers made in Nigeria. 
And then you come to me and you want to spend less on my skill. Yeah. That's not, that's not right. And that's an attitude within this community worldwide that needs to stop because this is why you're all walking around with damaged edges. I'm just going to say it. No, I'm ready for the backlash. (laughs) I'm ready for the backlash, but I'm saying it from a place of love. If you come to me and you want me to do your hair and you got full head of hair, you got hair like mine and you want it done in four hours and you want to pay 30 pounds. I'm going to cut corners. Yeah. No two ways about it. I am going to cut corners because I'm here to get the money that you feel I'm worth. Right. Right. And then I need to see the next person because just to make a decent amount in one day, mm-hmm. you're asking me to then deal with more clients. I don't have time to care about your hair. Yeah. I personally don't do that. That's not how I run my life. That's not what I do. Right. But this is why a lot of stylists do what they do. Mm-hmm. I have a story to tell you. Go, go for it. Before we get our moment moment of of grace. grace. It leads into the moment of grace because many, many, many moons ago, me and this head of mine, we were in the supermarket. Right. And we saw this girl. Okay. She she looked very she had like South African features. Okay. Um I have cousins who are partly South African. I can identify my tribe. But what happened was I was in the supermarket minding my own business right? on a Sunday afternoon. And I saw her hair and I was like, oh my gosh, I like your hair. And she was like, yeah, I just had it done. And I was like, oh, this is cute. It's Ooh. like fire. It's really cute. It yeah. was really lovely, thick braids. Nice. And I was like, I like this. I love it. And she was like, yeah, no, I just had it done by the lady along here, a parade of shops. So I was like, oh, I'm going there from here. Do you mind? And she's like, no, no, of course not. And I was like, oh, thank you, my sister. Oh, love. I walked out, right. put my shopping in the car, went straight to the lady as she was trying to lock up her salon. I was like, hello, I just saw somebody whose hair you did. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, I like it. Can you do my hair? And she's like, yeah, sure, when? And I was like, uh, when are you free? And she's like, can you come on Friday? I was like, yeah, yeah, Friday, Br- brilliant. Right. Yeah, how much is it? She's like, 40 pounds. I'm like, okay, thank you. How many pounds? <laughs> of hair do I need? She's like, oh, you can bring four or five, but don't worry, I've got hair. I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Enter Friday. Okay. I take myself and my hair to the hair salon. Right. We get there. This is before I was converted. Okay. (laughs) So she's blow drying my hair and her blow drying comb breaks. Oh. She uses another one and that one breaks. Because my hair, my hair don't play. Yeah. <laughs> the empress, the empress's attitude. And there's loads of her. I mean, like with each passing year, there's less hair, but I'm getting <laughs> older and it's okay. I know what's happening and I am, I'm okay with it. But, um, she was blow drying for an hour and a half and she wow. was braiding for even longer. Oh. And these were thick braids. Yeah. I'm not talking like thin braids. These are thick braids, but you're having to tuck. There's an yes. art to braiding. And see, she shout out to her because she's actually trained. So she knew yeah. what she was doing. Okay. Apart from the blow drying bit, but Hey, she, she was trying to be careful with my hair and quick, but I got loads of hair. Yes. And she was moaning. Okay. She's like, Oh my gosh, you've got so much, your hair so thick. Oh my gosh, you've got so much hair. But it wasn't, it started off being friendly and then it turned hostile. <laughs> it was like, you got so much hair. Like, why didn't you tell me that you've got so much hair? And I'm like, girl, you so mad. And then it went on and went on. And people started coming to her shop. I, I cost her money that day. Because right. all she made was 40 pounds. Okay. And that's, that's slave labor. Yeah. That is abuse. 
She spent the whole day. I'm better yeah. now. I know better. So yeah. I do better. And I just thought, really and truly, she should have charged me at least 70 pounds yeah. for that head of hair. Because the extensions used were not mine. They were hers. Right. But you see, this is before I was converted, yes. right? So yes, I was yes, now my... being salty. I'm sitting there being salty like, girl, stop complaining about my hair. Okay? <laughs> it's my hair. What you want me to do? And she's like, oh, I wish my sister was here. She'd have helped. And she's trying to call people to come and help her braid oh, this hair. Wow. And she's like, oh, this now that I know better, yes. I recognize she was trying to make me think about how much I was paying. Ah, right. She was trying to say, I need to be paid more. more. I need to be paid more. And she did need to be paid more. Yeah. She did. She deserved that because of her time. Yeah. We don't get paid for our skill necessarily. We get paid for, for our the time. time. Yeah. And hairdressing many, many years ago in Greek ancient times, mm-hmm. Hairdressing was a profession of repute and it was respected because people understood that if you wanted to look good, you had to pay your dresser well. You know, the person doing your hair had to be paid well. Right. So my moment of grace today is when it comes to salon tales, your experiences with your braiders, can you understand that? They're going to give you what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. If you treat them like they don't matter, they are going to treat your hair like Like it it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. Okay? Yeah. If you know you have thick hair, can you please say so before you go? Mm -hmm. Especially to braiders who are not well trained. Because anybody who's trained, any hairdresser knows to do a consultation. There's consultation forms. Mm -hmm. So you should ideally have a consultation. And if you know you've got long hair, if you know you have thick hair, if you know you want your hair to be cared for, be prepared to pay a fair price. Because ultimately, if it's a protective style... You're saving yourself all that time you would be doing your hair on a daily basis. If your style stays in for six weeks, Mm -hmm. what's 60 pounds? What's 80 pounds? Mm -hmm. What's 150 pounds for a job well done? Done, No pain. No edges marching out of your life. (laughs) No headaches. Yeah. No... Facelift. No facelift, <laughs> exactly. I was trying to think, what's a, what's a polite way of saying it? No facelift. Yeah. And three to six months time, no hair loss. Right. That's my moment of grace today. Love Let's it. respect each other. The client matters to me because you're my daily bread. Yes. I matter to you because I am the difference between being happy and not having edges. Right. Wow. Our stylists have a lot of power. They do. <laughs> they do. So don't come in here with your attitude okay. thinking that just because you're a whatever, wherever. We, we, we can make or break your, your hair. hair. And it, I see it a lot. I see it a lot. So standards do need to change. Yes. Consultations are a must. Have a set of questions, but we'll discuss this another time. We I have just time. Think today we need to take away the fact that for each hour you're sitting in somebody's chair, you're either paying for hair damage. Right. Or you're paying them a fair price to care for your hair. That's all it is. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening in, guys. We'll be back next week where we are talking about relaxing, text laxing, all those kind of things. Because we don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. Hit us up on our socials. Yes. Talk to us. Let us know what resonated, what upset you. Be nice, though. <laughs> I, I'm, we're here being nice. Okay. So let's... Um, sit round the fire let's stoke it a little bit let's add some wood to it no fuel no no, no petrol fuel. to the fire just love yeah all just love <laughs> so we'll see you next time yeah